Strachan and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. And Cooper puts it in with both Rangers running. Well, suddenly it's become a rout. Of course, when things are going wrong against you, you don't get the breaks of the ball. Cooper in with Stewart. He didn't really know where the ball was, but he got the break. And as you say, it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time. Knowing that really, all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net. Hello and welcome to a very brief Here We Go podcast. Uh, this one on the back of uh, quite a busy night early in the window. Two signings being made by Aberdeen today, uh, both announced this evening. One of them very, very familiar, one of them very, very unfamiliar. Martin's with me. Martin, let's talk about the um, familiar name. We haven't done a podcast for a few weeks. I have to say that at the game the other day, um, it's talking about the, you know, the players who might be available you always are a bit weary of looking um, back and thinking about players who used to play here. But, um, you know, I was mentioning it to mates at the game on Monday that, you know, I'd love to see Graham Finney back in this side. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, we were, we were in the pub after the game and one of my pals said pretty much the same thing to me. Probably influenced by what we saw on Mon- what day is this? This is Thursday, yeah, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, probably influenced by what we saw a bit, little bit on the pitch on Monday as well. Maybe looking back a little bit misty-eyed and thinking, you know, what do we need? What have we, what have we seen in the recent past that we could be doing with a, doing with right now? Um, so yeah, his, his name came up. I don't think it's something that's that's been decided since Monday. I think probably there was a there was maybe a little bit of a chance before that. And it's it's rum it's moved along now because you know you can't ignore the kind of re- response that the manager got at the end of the game when he when he went round the pitch, um, you know better to get some business done and get it out the way as I'm sure everybody you know it's it's everybody's well aware though it's a very populist um, signing even though it is on loan, but it is the sort of player we are needing. Is it really misty eyed? I mean. Is it wrong to suggest he was a very, very good player? I know was, but it's not as if he's been sat twiddling his thumbs. He was, he did very well at Derby. He got the move to Wigan. And again, I've been looking at his appearances this season. It's not as if he's not been involved. He's just not really starting that often. I think he started slightly under half the games. Um, and certainly more recently, he's been appearing off the bench since uh, Colo Toure went in as manager. So it's not like he's been completely out of the picture and frozen out and not kicked the no. football for... For six months, you know, I don't. I think if anything, the first thing to go is that um, engine, that competitive spirit. That's never going to be the case with Graham Shinney, is it? That's really what his game is about. And I appreciate there's a nervousness about bringing back former players, but if Graham Shinney had performed to a level he did at Aberdeen at any other SPFL club, we'd have been very, very happy with the signing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh... And like you're saying, I've looked at his record as well since he's been away. No, he has played games. I mean, look, he was at Derby. Derby were an absolute basket case of a club while he was there. Wigan, Wigan have had their problems as well. Um, but he's but he has played games. 
which is no, it's not like we're signing and know, at a decent level as well. A decent, well, that's a decent level. Yeah, it's not like he's been sort of, you know, making sporadic appearances, not playing. He's been out injured for long spells or something like that. You know, he's he's going to be he's going to be you know, as close to match fit as you're going to get. So we're get, we're we're getting somebody who is, you know. A, a a a good a very good player for who's been for us in the recent past. Um, no, it isn't it isn't misty eye to say that. I think it was just you know you kind of you look at somebody who when you when I said said misty eye, you say somebody who's been good for us, and you think oh we could be doing with someone like that. Maybe not that specific guy, but you obviously identify someone like Graham Shinney who was very popular when he was here, um, and when he left was was a big miss in the side. Yeah, I mean, I suppose what you could label it as is lazy, and no doubt had you know the the last manager but one been here, that would have absolutely been been the accusation rather than uh, oh, probably overshadowing the glee that it, uh, there seems to be tonight of bringing him back. But again, one of the sort of takeaways I've had from the first few months of the season has been that this um, sort of quasi low budget money ball that we've been trying, it's been quite glaring. I think, anyway, the lack of SPFL nous just to get, get you through games. And especially, you know, we've talked about that, um, those stats, zero points won from a losing position, 17 lost from a winning position. I think having that knowledge of a league, that experience of a league, that leadership, I suppose, as well on the team, that helps to turn around that kind of situation, I truly believe, that players like that, players that kind of know the league and players that... Uh, understand what it takes to get over the line in this league are important. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, Shinney is the kind of guy who, you know, to use one of the, some sort of lazy footballing cliches, he's a winner. You know, he's got those competitive. Yeah, when he was here the, the first time, you no, know, yes, we joked about his, you know, loves a book and all this kind of carry on. But he was the type of guy that led from the front. Um, and that's, like I say, that's what I think that's what we're missing at the moment. Um, you know, we have, we don't have many guys on the pitch who you would say are captains on captains. Um, you know, that, that would basically lead by, no, maybe not lead, but lead by example, yeah, or can I just, you know, can I round up the troops, rile up the troops, I suppose you would say. Um, Shinney is that type of guy. There's also the, the aspect of, uh, rightly everyone is bemoaning the fact that we need some more defenders in the building and better quality defenders, ideally. But we have been very light in terms of midfielders this season. I mean, essentially, we're carrying four. Um, we've got Ramadani, there's Barron, there's Clarkson, and there's Polvara. And basically, three of them are either in their teens or, or have played, basically, college football um, in their teens and haven't really had a professional career to this point. So it, it is a lightweight. It's a promising midfield. You know, I think both Barron and Clarkson are good players. Um haven't always necessarily taken games by the scruff of the neck and, and got us over the line. Um, again, part of the problems that we're being that we're seeing, but um, we have been light on numbers on there. It, it, again, it comes down to this makeup of the squad and the fact that, particularly with the change of shape to the back three, it's exposed the fact that we we did really kind of bulk up on floaty wingers uh, at the expense of uh, guys in the middle of the park and guys in the heart of the defence as well. Yeah, and I mean that's one of the things I've seen, you know, post post the two announcements tonight is that, you know, we've got too many midfielders. But like you say there, when you look at the the type of midfielders we have, you know, you like you say you just com you, you completely discount 
someone like Pulvara, um, you know, and then the rest of them are all, you know, there's a lot, there's, a, there's young players in there, you know, like someone like Duncan, you know, isn't going to start every game. Callum Roberts, you know, we might see him, we never know. Um, you know, like Morris hasn't really impressed when, when we you know the, the little moments we have had of him. So, um, you know, we have got we have got midfielders in the building, but we don't have clearly don't have the right ones. And well, I mean, I we don't really have central midfielders. We've got kind of attacking midfielders, yeah, wingers. I mean, we don't really have. I mean, the... we don't we don't have the right ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the right ones is is quite a, a wide category, but you know, I I think just in terms of central midfielders, and you know, discount Paul Farah perhaps now because he's barely featured since. Uh, since the uh, game at Easter Road, was it he started and was yeah, he's uh, been injured, yeah. taken off at halftime? Uh, has he been injured? I, I don't know whether he has been injured or just not made the squad. To be perfectly honest with you, he, I, he's, well, he's, it, it, at the Dundee United game, he, he said he said he was injured. When oh, this is is this an exclusive? It's a bit, no, a bit no, late, no. right enough. <laughs> no, you know, um, you know that it was. I was in the corporate because it was the the present my kid, my kid got for his birthday. And oh he was yeah. The he was the player that was sent in, and he said he ah, was okay. in, he was injured. Well, he'd been out for a few weeks by that point. He did make the bench the last um, last couple of away games at Simone and Kilmarnock, but was again absent um, at Ross County. And you know, you had young Finlay Marshall, who's who's never clearly going to get on the pitch um, on the bench uh, instead. And Dylan Lobbin's been on the bench as well, again centre midfielders because we don't have beyond the three that were on the pitch. We didn't have any other out and out centre midfielders mm-hmm. apart. Of course, there's going to be this continued question, and a lot of people do seem to think he should play there, um, of Ross McCrory. But I, I think today's business probably indicates that his future is definitely going to be somewhere in the back line. Oh, absolutely. You know, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to go over the McCrory question too much now that Shinny's there. I mean, it's it's Shinny, it's Shinny and Ramadani. Um, I would imagine would be. Would be your first or your first choice, and McCrory is going to depending on whether they go with a four or a three at the back. Um, it's either it's either you no know, central defence or um, full back for McCrory going forward. I would imagine. Yeah, again, first half of the season, McCrory plays midfield. Broadly speaking, he plays midfield. Sometimes he has to fill in at centre back because Liam Scales is out <clears throat> um, which obviously Scales missed the Celtic game he then gets sent off at Hibs and misses the subsequent game against Kilmarnock through suspension so broadly speaking when we started off the season playing that uh, 4-2-3-1 McCrory's in the middle starts off the season with a few goals in those uh, League Cup knockabout games looks like you know this is a season he's maybe going to make a breakthrough in that position make that position his own just hasn't really happened. And then, of course, once a change of shape happens, he falls back into um, that defensive three. So, so far this season, it's been almost 50-50 in terms of where he's played, middle of the park, centre defence. And, of course, he uh, turned out right back, uh, essentially, on um, Monday, didn't he? Um, to um, limited effect. Um, you know, I, I thought some of our better moments did come down the right-hand side. Um and I think I have suggested that's possibly where he should be playing as football force. Um, I think he offers certainly as much going forward as Jaden Richardson has so far in a red shirt and certainly a lot more coming back the other way. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk and speculation about us signing uh, the right back, right wing back from Tramia Rovers as well, uh, because I, I think there will still be defensive uh, players in coming this window, Martin. 
Oh, there definitely. I mean, there definitely will be. There, there, there. Kind of, there has, there has to be. Um, I think no, no. Obviously, you no. Know, as, as excited as we're getting about you no know, Shane coming back, and obviously we've got the unknown quantity of the other guy, Miss um, Myslovich. I'll go. I'll, I'll say it first, just so you can mangle it as well. Um, but we, we, we need defenders. Um, you no, know, but you know, you, you sign, you, you make your signings early, and you get, you get who you, who you can. When they're available, but um, it doesn't change the fact that you no, know, we are we are in you no know, dire need of some uh, uh, some reinforcements, but more likely improvements um, at the central defensive um, area. Well, let's talk about tonight's other signing, which took us a bit more by surprise. Uh, Patrick Myslovich, um, who is a Slovenian, um, and I'm waiting for the hordes of people to tell me who that I have got that wrong. Um, he is from MSK Zelina. Um, who are currently sitting sixth out of the 12 teams in the Fortuna Liga. Um, this is, he's 21 years old, uh, turns 22 in May, and this is really probably his first season of being a regular starter for Zelina, and he has played almost every minute of their 18 league games so far. Seems to be not left-hand, left-footed rather, um, attacking midfielder, not quite an out-and-out winger, not quite an out-and-out number 10 either, perhaps. Um, always talk about the, the amount of minutes that young players get, and that was obviously something in the press release the club were, were keen to to push. Um, you know, in, in total, he's made um, round about, between League and Cup, round about 100 appearances, not all of them starts, obviously. Um on loan for the first few months. There's some indication tonight that this might be um, that Leighton Clarkson's been recalled. Um, nothing's confirmed on this front so far tonight, um, but um, there's some comments coming out of uh, Zelina that um, Aberdeen have lost a player in his position who is also on loan. Now, obviously, if you look at the players we've had on loan this season, uh, it ain't Liam Scales that plays in that position. It's not Hayden Coulson that plays in that position. Uh, it sounds like it's Leighton Clarkson who might be away. So this is maybe someone who we had an eye on doing business in, on in the summer that we've maybe just brought forward to this window. Um I don't want to speak too much about Clarkson until that's confirmed, Martin. I'd, I had been kind of holding out a vain glimmer of hope that there might be a possibility of doing some business on that front in the summer on Clarkson because he's at a contract. And the best one in the world, I think he's a very, very good player, but he's not going back to play at Liverpool. Um, however, obviously, his good work up here in the six months. And, and, you know, don't let the fact that some games are passing by take away from the fact that he has had a good spell up here. Um so this is a little bit more of um, what we've seen quite a bit of then. This kind of this moneyball approach, young player, had a lot of minutes in the bank um, and looking to basically buy uh, an asset, someone that we can um, appreciate and um, hopefully sell on, I suppose, in the future. It is, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, first, Richard, I have, to, I have to congratulate you for some top detective work there. Um, to have seen that, you know the word coming out about Clarkson, because I hadn't seen that at all. Um, so well done on that. Um, but you're right; it's it's where we where we can we're going to see ourselves. I mean, they've said that they've been look they've been looking at him. No, it's not just a this isn't just a snap decision to get this guy. They've obviously had their eye on him, eye on him previously. Um, I think it said I think it said no. He's a 
you know, Slovakian under twenty one international as well. You know, and he's been in the he's been in this the the main squad, which is which is good. You know, um, we wouldn't have got no. And he's clearly he clearly is capable. You know, I know there's the YouTube video kicking around where you know you could t- take that with you know a barrel full of salt, um, but looks capable. You know, left footed. So that's you know that's always interesting as well. Um, so it, it looks like you know based on absolutely nothing in that you know I, I don't play football manager so I've not, I, I can't and have not looked him up on football manager I'm sure there's lots of other people that have done and been able to tell me that he's got you know whatever for aggression and you know, all this kind of stuff but ba- based on you know what you can read and what's what's came out in him it, it's a it is a very interesting interesting signing and he looks from the little clips that you've seen you no know, there's there's clearly a little bit of talent in there obviously like I say barrel assault because you don't know what the standard of the opposition is <clears throat> Yeah, there's there's probably YouTube videos out there making Jeffrey Morikana look quite good, Martin, if I can exactly. throw in a random name from the uh, recent past. Um, so uh, there's there's someone who obviously we, we know absolutely know nothing about and we haven't uh, bothered our arses in the course of this evening uh, to go and get hold of someone who would know something about it because frankly we were just going to do this on the back of the shitty news uh, because I think everyone's a bit, bit excited about that. Um, yeah. And... It was key, wasn't it? Because as you say, Monday the atmosphere at full time, and I thought they were. I thought, to be honest, Monday was almost kind of what I was ex- um, what I was expecting from a Jim Goodwin Aberdeen. You know, not maybe not having that that final touch to kill off teams. Yeah. Maybe a bit more of what we'd seen. Whereas, to be honest, the reality, certainly in home matches to date, has been has been very different. They've been they've been scoring a lot of goals. We've been seeing a lot of wins. So. Um, I wasn't overly upset on Saturday, but in the context of four bad defeats in a row, obviously context is everything. Yeah, I mean, like the, of, so Ross County came along, you know, and that, they, they, they came for a point, you know, and that's not a criticism, that's not an insult towards them, but they did. They came for a point. They clearly seen an Aberdeen side absolutely, you know, confidence just sapped out of them with those with those defeats. Um, you know, and they were what you would expect from 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 that Ross County team. Stuffy, hard, really hard to break down, and we just didn't have, like you say, we just didn't have that final little touch. Um, there was there no no, there were some chances here and there, but we didn't. I don't think we really made their keeper really really work. Um, and so I think it, that was that was where a lot of the frustration come came from at the end because you know it wasn't a, wasn't an amazing performance. Um, but I was. I was very surprised at the end at the you know the the amount of booing um, as Goodwin was going around the pitch. I didn't see I didn't see I didn't see that coming um, because I thought that I thought he was still you know, you know I don't know if they were booing just booing the performance or they were booing the run that we're on or whether it was it specifically him. Um, obviously, I won't, you won't know that, but I was I was very surprised. I felt that you know I thought he had maybe a little bit more. More, more, more goodwill or credit in the bank, whatever you want to call it, um, with the supporters, particularly ones in the south where they were behind me when they were booing. <laughs> yeah, and and therefore a signing like this, which is probably about as crowd pleasing as you could make, to be honest with you. Um, if it had been permanent, then I suppose it would have been more so. But a signing like this does does give everyone a lift. Does mean might entice a few more people along. St Johnston on. On Saturday, takes the focus off a little bit of um, Andy Considine coming back to Pataudry in a 
uh, blue shirt, onto Graham Shinney's return. This changes the narrative. It does, yeah, and I mean, it gives us it gives us a reason, you know, for to talk for a couple of minutes about an upcoming Aberdeen St Johnston game, which I think we've av- I think we've avoided <laughs> deliberately avoided doing previews on these for about two seasons now, um, and now thanks to Graham Shinney, we've been forced to give it a couple of minutes. Uh, but no, you're right, it does. It totally takes the focus away. It changes it changes the approach to the game because you know Constein's coming back. You know, everybody wishes him well. Except when he's playing us, of course, um, and there will be, you know, there will be, you know, bits written. You know, pe- you know the press are going to want to talk to Jim Goodwin and ask him about it. But I know, I know, but a former player coming back, um, you know, but instead now it's going to be the focus going to be the former captain is back here and he's playing here um, for Aberdeen. Um, so it does it totally changes it. It's it changes the narrative to be a slightly more positive in our favour. I think. Um, so that's that's good. I think that will be interesting. Um, I I would fully expect you know if you know, obviously he'll have passed the medical because he's joined, but I would fully expect you no know, Shinny to be, you know probably starting. I mean he'll definitely be in the match day squad anyway. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. I mean obviously we'll find out tomorrow. I'm sure that um, Friday tomorrow I'll be pretty no, Goodwin will have his press conference and we'll find out all the de- a bit more details on the two signings. But um, I would expect to see him at least see some minutes from him anyway on Saturday. Well, Kenton Clarkson is 25 in the squad at the moment, in the first team squad, and that's, you know, not including, as I say, the likes of your Finlay Marshalls or uh, your Dylan Lobbins or your Alfie Bavages, who have made fleeting appearances on the bench in a matchday squad of 20. Um, 25 seems a, quite a lot to carry already. If you're talking about adding some more defensive cover, you've got to assume that there are going to be numbers going out um this window as well now obviously it seems like clarkson might be might be one which would be a blow no doubt um connor baron maybe two in two out in that midfield that seems to be the talk um you know i think that we probably all made our peace with the fact that baron's going to leave you know months ago when there was no the talk about the sign in and then you know, he wanted to concentrate on his football, but he was able to go and sign a sign, you know, sign some sponsorship thing with Adidas rather than sign a contract with Aberdeen. I think it was Adidas. Um, so I think we've all kind of put two and two together and realised that he's going to be on his way. Whether that's in January or whether that's in the summer uh, remains to be seen. But it, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if, you know, like I say, we, don't, we, we haven't had it confirmed about Clarkson yet. But if Clarkson does go, it would not. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see Barr and head out as well. Um, which is a shame, but um, if he doesn't want to stay, um, it's probably in the best interest of the club if we can get a can get a fee or you know, a tidy little sum from him. Um, hopefully, with some sort of sell on, uh, then it's probably you know best to move him along. Yeah, uh, that is after all the model, isn't yeah. it? Um, so um, that's us for tonight. Just a just a brief chat, just a brief kind of get together again to celebrate do we do celebrations on the show martin i'm not sure but uh, something to mark graham shinney's return to aberdeen which has given i think everyone um associated with the club a bit of a lift um <laughs> it might be a bit of a shit sandwich if we lose clarkson um who you know he's he's posted some good numbers um i know he's not convinced absolutely everybody out there but you know you're looking at five goals and two assists you're looking at him basically being 
um, having a goal or an assist um, every one one every two games, which is pretty good in the context of this Aberdeen team. Um, Lopez and Miofsky do better, but certainly none of our other midfielders um, touch that. Um, so it's going to be it, it, it's certainly a lot to lose from a team who, albeit are scoring freely. Um, need to be winning those tight games and need sometimes to get the sort of inspiration and the goals from nothing that Leighton Clarkson, Clarkson has been able to provide us. So, um, as I say, we'll see how that pans out. It would, of course, be the second time that um, Jurgen Klopp has uh, fucked us over and uh, pulled back a player uh, mid-season. Fuck, fuck, that, fuck that guy. <laughs> You know, I'll be cheering. I'll be cheering on everybody now. Come on, come on, Newcastle, Man, Man City, Man United, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Fuck him. <laughs> so, um, if of course he does go back down the road, um, he does certainly with my uh, my certainly best wishes. I, I I thought he was a, a fine player, scorer, some tremendous goals in his time up here. Um, as I say, I did kind of harbour a hope that uh, maybe just maybe we might be able to do what Dun United have done with Dylan Levitt and and convince him that to come up here if he wasn't going to get his contract renewed at Liverpool. But I think his, I think his next footballing stop will probably be a, um, at a, certainly a better paid level than us, let's say, not necessarily yeah. a higher level. Um, anyway, that's us for tonight. Um, God only knows if we're going to be asked talking about St. Johnston. But hey, I tell you what, we win, we'll come back and talk about a St. Johnston game, which um, I, I don't always commit to. Um, so maybe we'll see you Sunday, uh, given the run we're on, we probably won't. But uh, either way, until next time, we'll see you. Come on, you Reds. Graham Shinney has the power of a seagull, yeah. A mighty bird, half man, half gull. And when he makes a tackle, well, he takes his man to get a yellow card so he can build his nest. And on the pitch, Shinney will make us win. And we sing the song that every seagull loves to sing. We've got McInnes and you don't you think we'll lose, we maybe won't Cause we've got Graham Scott McKenna is the size of a fridge freezer, yeah But he won't beat you up because he is nice He wasn't in the team in the last cup final We won on penalty